You are listening to Irish Illustrated's Condensed Podcast. And since it is Blue Gold Game Weekend, our question is, had the Blue Gold Game been played, who would have excelled, Tim? Um, a mutter, because as I look outside my basement window, I see about four inches of snow and it's still coming down. But uh, my answer would be the same. Um, a backup running back that is very hungry and needs to uh, get some playing time to see how he's trusted. And that, for me, would have been a Sebo Flemister, Kyron Williams situation. Um, honestly, if if it was played, it would be sloppy. So I would go with Sebo Flemister. But if we could ignore that reality, uh, I liked what I saw from Kyron. I think you did last spring quite a bit and into August. Um, and I think this was kind of his time to shine against Sebo. And uh, unless you're going with Mick Asaf, I would go with the running back offensively yeah. for the blue goal game. Yeah. Sebo uh, gets a lot of those goal line carries yes. too. So his numbers aren't, aren't real extravagant, but yeah, you know, Kyron Williams, I still think Kyron Williams has a lot to prove, but, but in a setting like this, no yeah. doubt yeah. he would have been a guy that would have had a great opportunity. My first pick would have been Tommy Tremble. And I know, the, the track would have been a little bit slick there with the snow here in South Bend. But um, I really think he's going to emerge as a, as a weapon for Ian Book. I think he's a safe target. I think he's a tough matchup. So I think he would have had a big day. And then I look for people that are the backups to really good players, and the really good players aren't going to play a whole lot in the blue-gold yeah. game. And Jeremiah Usu-Koromo is a really good player. And Paul Mawala is a very capable backup, and I think yes. defensively, um, just throwing an offensive name and a defensive name out. I've got a few others. Who else do you have? Well, defensively, I'm, I probably was too impressed by one practice, and that's why it's sticking with me because that's all we saw. But I really think Houston Griffith would have been a guy that would have been fully engaged in this game as well. The confidence level for a guy, if assuming he has a good spring, going against backup quarterbacks for most of the game, after Tommy Treble's out of there, going against backup tight ends, who which we saw Houston Griffith really handle in those one-on-ones. He's a guy that the last time I saw football was surging. So I'm sticking with Houston Griffith on that. And I think a little more comfort zone than Isaiah Pryor, who could really press maybe in his first time in front of uh, Notre Dame fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the notion that DJ Brown is really coming on. So he would be my safety pick there on the back end. And then going back to the philosophy of good players not playing a ton in a blue-gold game, um, Ade Ogundeji, I think, uh, doesn't have anything to prove in a blue-gold game. So Justin Adamiola would have been my pick yeah. uh, there. and then. You know, Javon McKinley, I think they would have given Javon McKinley plenty of opportunities to catch the football in the blue goal game and to get up to speed and to be a guy that can really compete uh, for playing time at, at wide receiver. So those would be a couple more of my picks, Tim. I want to throw one more note on for your Tommy Tremble pick. You got to remember last year, Notre Dame fans, his first year playing, so redshirt freshman season, he had as many touchdowns in his first year as Tyler Eifert, John Carlson, Anthony Fasano, and Troy Nicholas combined. Yeah, it's, uh, it, so, it's, uh, it, I mean, really amazing yeah. for, the, for the little amount that, that uh, the few opportunities he had, he was very, very productive. I think it's going to be a big year for Tommy Tremble in 2020. That's one question, two analysts, three minutes from Irish Illustrated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our question for today, if Ian Book is the team's most indispensable player, who are numbers two and three? You know, when I do this column, 
each summer. I don't always go to the best player, but in in this case, I, I'm going to at least the second or third best player because I think if you lost Kyle Hamilton for the back end, you go from, well, let's see what we have here with a potential All-American, a veteran in Sean Crawford, and a lot of talent coming up through the ranks to, uh-oh, <laughs> we don't have anything back there because you might like DJ Brown, I might like Houston Griffith, and everybody might like Isaiah Pryor, and they are not in the same stratosphere as Kyle Hamilton in terms of a burgeoning player. No, especially when, Tim, when you consider what they lost there in Gilman and yeah. Elliott, and you, you know you look at Hamilton and say, okay, they've got this one definite asset. Right. Right. Now we'll see who the other one is in this at safety. Well, you take him out of the equation. It, he's, it's a problem. He's yeah. definitely my number one choice. I guess I should say my number two choice. Right. Maybe one right. A with Ian Book. He might be one A. He yeah. might be. He might be one A. Yeah. He might be that good. Then you start looking at guys like uh, Ade Ogundeji, who is an established pass rusher. Right. And as excited as everybody is about you know, the guys that are coming up next uh, after the first wave left, he still is the one that is established. So, or the only one that's established. So, um, you know, I would pick him. Uh, why don't you go ahead and chime in? I'll throw you out my other ones here. You know, mine's on the other side. I think that if Dalen Hayes is back healthy and does not have shoulder problems, now assuming Ogundeji's still in there, of course, <laughs> um, I think when you have Dalen Hayes and Ogundeji on both sides, it makes guys like Justin Adamiola and Isaiah Foskey and Ovi Ogofo better. I don't think Foskey's ready to compete with Clemson and Wisconsin, but I know Dalen Hayes healthy is. It's not that Dalen Hayes is going to have a better year than you could name. You could probably name 10 guys statistically, and I just think Dalen Hayes needs to be in there because of how well-versed he is in Clark Lee's offense. I know it's an odd pick because they have so much young talent behind him, but sometimes that talent isn't ready for a huge role. Well, he's, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he would be a steady, he's a steadying influence yeah. that, that defensive line, that defensive end core. And, and it's always easy to say, well, you know, Kareem and O'Quara and Jameer Jones, they were, they did great things, but they've got these other guys coming up. Dale, you're absolutely right. I said, Ogundeji, you say yeah. Dale Hayes, we say both of them right, together right. are really important. And the last two that I would throw out, would be the starting cornerbacks because we have no idea oh, that's true. Yeah. what they're going to get behind Sean Crawford and Tariq Bracey. And, you know, Sean Crawford in his sixth year and all the injuries he's had to, to list him as most indispensable is kind of ironic because it's been difficult for him to stay on the field. But he did last year, except for a, a kind of an ugly injury that he bounced back from really quickly. And then I think Tariq Bracey's a starter. I mean, I think he'll prove right. to be a starter. We just don't know about Cam Hart and Isaiah Rutherford, and K.J. Wallace. And I think you're – I didn't really – I hadn't thought about them because I was trying to go high-level player, and normally I find the position dearth of uh, the dearth of talent behind top-level players, so I think you're right. I'm going to throw out a guy that it's also ironic to say. What's the offense look like if Kevin Austin isn't out there? I think, I think Ben Skronik is the starter, but not as explosive. Yeah although he does have 110 career receptions compared to Notre Dame's wideouts with 40, and then you throw in the tight ends and they have 62. Skranek almost has twice as many as all those guys. Yep. But point taken because Kevin Austin's upside is, is so, so great. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And our question for the day is, who will be competing for the starting buck linebacker position? I had an opportunity to talk to Clark Lee about this. And I was as I was asking the question, he started to laugh. He says, I'm not laughing at you. It's just that who isn't a candidate for the buck linebacker position? There yeah. are a few guys, Tim, <laughs> but it's a long list of guys that have an opportunity to win that position. Yeah, and I wonder how spring affects them going into the summer where, boy, there could have been a lot of movement just like there was last year. So you start, I think, at the top with Jordan Jenmark Heath because he's the one that's been playing there for three years. He has started a game. People kind of forget that, the Northwestern game two years ago. He just hasn't been all that impressive to us since. But Jordan Jenmark Heath, Jack Lamb getting healthy. And we've had some recent good news about Jack Lamb getting healthier. Uh, Shane Simon, who, as far as I know, is still kind of far off in this process from getting back. And then you're just going young. I mean, Jack Kaiser was a rover. Um, I mean, Clark Lee said to you, uh, Ikuanu is still in the mix at Buck. And we like, you know, you want to look at how a guy looks in a uniform. That's that's the guy you want to put there as a rock out there. Um, it's notable, though, and you have this, the people that will not be competing for the Buck linebacker spot. And Maris Lewifow, I should say, because he's a uh, board favorite and also an Irish Illustrated analyst favorite uh, coming up in the ranks. Not competing a Buck linebacker, Jeremiah Wusu-Kormo. He is staying at Rover. We've now had that <laughs> confirmed a couple times, uh, and that's great. He was great at that position as the season ended and should just be outstanding in 2020. Paul Mawala, no mention of him at Buck. He will be the number two guy or, or one, maybe 1B to, to, to JOK at Rover. And then the Mike linebackers, no, no mention of, of Drew White or Bo Bauer at the Buck linebacker position. Those guys are Mike linebackers. Uh, I think Jordan Jemar Keith, you know, we heard he had a great winter and it was, man, he was poised to really have a, a, a good spring and then was derailed after one practice. I think when all is said and done, I think Jack Lamb wins the position. I hope Jordan Jemar Keith does because then you have a good situation there and he's been in the program the longest. And you have a different you know, Jim or Keith and Lamb have a different s- skill set. Yeah. And you can use them differently. Simon, as, as you said, I think is behind a little bit. J.D. Bertrand actually got some reps at that position, although we've always kind of projected him as a Mike linebacker. At Quanu, there was talk about moving him to the Viper position. That didn't happen, at least not in the first practice. And then I think a guy that's fascinating is Maris Leofau. Um, You know, I, I talk about his bounce. I, I love the way he bounces around the field. He was a safety coming in, but I think they always projected him moving up, maybe at Rover, although now they're giving him a shot at Buck. So the position is wide open. Clark Lee acknowledges that with his reaction to my question. Um, and, you know, he did a tremendous job with the linebackers last year and getting you know, a, a, an area where we said was awful. Yeah. You know, I mean, going into the, right. going into the season or at least totally unsettled, and Clark Lee settled it. No reason why he can't do that again. I want to circle back to what you said. You hope Jenmar Keith wins it. And you, I think people automatically are like, well, they hope they, he doesn't win it because he hasn't shown it yet and they want young talent. You hope he wins it in the way Asmar Bilal won it, where all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is, this is, this is him at his best. He's playing football now. And then he can be spelled by guys like Jack, Jack Lamb and Maris Luafau because that's the Jordan Markeith you want to win by knockout, not by default, by being yeah, a because Yeah, because I'm always the guy that says, don't talk to me about freshmen. Talk to me about redshirt yeah. freshmen. I, I I put a lot of weight on guys that have been in the program trying to look at from a coach's perspective. I understand people being excited about the new names and the new guys and the potential, 
but it's the ones that have gotten the reps and have been in the program that have taken the coaching that have been in that, that, you know, the room with their respective uh, fellow position players. Those are the ones that generally are most prepared. So I, I say it for that reason, Tim. Thank you for listening to Irish Illustrated's Condensed Podcast. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to irishillustrated.com slash support. Your support will help Irish Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame athletics.